Hello, welcome to Fundamentals of Foundation. This is Pastor Chad Muncy of Foundation Church of God in Noblesville, Indiana. We are uh, bringing our third podcast of Fundamentals, and it's our first one from our brand new office located on the corner of Connor Street and 16th Street in Noblesville, Indiana. So very excited about that. Had our first meeting for the church uh, building foundation yesterday and uh, just expecting God to do great things as we continue to work towards growing the church, building the church, launching on Easter of this year, a couple preview services at the start of February, March, and April, the first Sunday, and still uh, completely working on exactly where those will be, but excited of the things that God's doing in our church, for our church, still looking for someone who uh, feels a burden for children's ministry, uh, someone with sound, drums, um, I think that's our main three right now. So if you are interested in that, contact us. We'd love to uh, talk to you about that. Of course, want to ask you to make sure you are talking to your pastor first if you are attending a church. Uh, but then contact us and let us know. We'd love you to be part of the launch team here at Foundation. So uh, with that, we'll go ahead and head into the podcast. And I'll hand this over to Trevor, our youth pastor here, and uh, let him kind of lead us through this one. So. Thank you, Pastor Chad. So this week's article that I chose was from stream.org. It was written by um, a contributor on their site named Liberty McArthur. It is, what should Christians do after a year like 2016? The Bible has some suggestions. So if you've been on social media or anything the last few days, you've kind of seen that the general consensus for everyone is that 2016 was kind of a bad year. <laughs> there was a uh, our, the election we just came out of there was a lot of deaths and high profile events that happened so I guess I want to kind of start this off by just asking um, asking you both kind of what your thoughts were on this year uh, for me I mean personally the year wasn't too bad the end of the year was kind of different um but I know God opened up a lot of doors ministry-wise in the summer and then even at the end of the year with launching Foundation Church God and just excited with that. So it wasn't that bad of the year, but I do see um, how so many people could feel like it was with uh, the tragedies, the events that happened, um, different celebrities that passed away, which that's important to people and to us, mm -hmm. you know, it's, and... Uh, and then, of course, one of the uh, most divisive elections we've had uh, that we've known and that, you know, I think historically it can show it's, it's one of the most divisive ones. And so uh, there's a lot who feel and are really glad 2016's done. So, Rachel, what were your thoughts through, through, throughout this last year? Um, well, I think generally you just saw this sense of fear. You know, there was a lot of division, as already mentioned, um, both by Pastor Chad and in the article, but just this overwhelming fear, especially as we got closer to the election, this fear of no matter who was going to win, someone was going to be hurt or there was something that was going to happen. And there's just this cloud that, you know, there's this uh, sense of worry of what's next. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. And the article um, right here, she kind of asks a really good question. What is happening to our world, and what the heck am I supposed to do about it? 
That's exactly how it's written right here in the article. So she said that she was um, scrolling through Twitter and was in a frustrated at everyone mood. <laughs> and she said she was kind of reminded of, of a few things by God. She said that first God reminded her that she shouldn't be surprised at the moral state of our society, which I kind of agree with. Yeah, and I, I know I've mentioned it in messages before and stuff of like, <clears throat> I don't under, we shouldn't be surprised that sinners act like sinners. Right. That people who don't serve God act like they don't serve God. We should be surprised when Christians don't act like they serve God. Um, but uh, we shouldn't be surprised when people who don't go to church, you know, will willingly admit that they don't practice what Christ preaches or anything. Uh, doesn't serve the Lord, and we are. We're in a world of moral depravity. Uh, she lists some scriptures here that just talks about that in the last days it's going to get worse and uh, it, it shouldn't be a surprise that we see some of the things that we're seeing I watched some <clears throat> uh, things from New Year's and uh, I know CNN uh, I caught a clip of uh, just a brief clip of them coming back from commercial and they had Ron Jeremy saying like Happy New Year's which is you know a porn star and then they cut to uh, the USC cheerleaders like saying Happy New Year's. And then they go back to the shot and it's uh, Kathy Griffin. Is that how you say her last name? But sure. Kathy uh, saying like, I wonder how many of those girls that Ron slept with for money. And like Anderson Cooper sitting there just kind of laughing at the joke. And it's like, this is supposed to be one of our most newsworthy, you know, news uh, stations in America and and you know I know it's New Year's and so they're trying to like lighten up and have fun but it's like I don't like a decade two decades ago that's that wouldn't have been said on national TV you wouldn't have joked in that way and then and then they cut to um, to one of their other uh, two of their other broadcasters who's in New Orleans and uh, Don I forget his last name but um, He's getting drunk because he's either deciding are they going to pierce his ear or some other body part was, you know, his nipple was referenced or, or, um, or get a tattoo. So he ends up going with the ear piercing. He's like so drunk at some point. I read an article where they, I didn't see this part because I switched it, but he, he got so drunk that they like ended up cutting his mic because he started talking about his relationships and stuff like, and this is one of, one of our major news networks in the nation and and like and it's acceptable and no one's gonna pay any kind of penalty or price for it it's like oh it's new year's we're supposed to let loose and have fun and it's like you know my kids watch the ball drop and that's about all i really wanted to see of the different ways you could watch the new york times ball drop because everything every other option was ones like i don't really want them to see that too much smart enough to know they know a lot of that but you know it's 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 out there visibly that we can see that this nation uh, really doesn't have much of a desire to serve God no matter what is really said our actions are proving that we're not a God-fearing nation like we used to be so Rachel what's your thoughts on that well, I think we put so much focus on the depravity of the world and the sin in 2016, but 
it's been there since, you know, Jesus. Yeah, that, <laughs> uh, that's exactly what it says right yeah. underneath that scripture in the article. Yeah, it's been there since Jesus. You know, you like you think about movies. You want to go see a movie. It's supposed to be rated, you know, PG-13, and really it should have been maybe R. <laughs> yeah. Or you watch a TV show and you you can't really watch it because five minutes in there's something going on. And so, you know, I think really, if anything, 2016, it's not that it was, quote-unquote, the worst year ever. It just, you know, further exposed where we're at, you know, in the, the sin of the world. And as we come closer to the return of the Lord, we're going to continue to see that um, even more. I agree. I agree. And I like that she quotes Ephesians 6.13 in here where she says that we are equipped against this. It says, Therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. I really like that. I like mm-hmm. that, you know, even though we, or I guess not we because we've just kind of talked about, like we know that it's supposed to be there. There are some Christians who I feel like are just like, oh, I can't believe this is happening. And it's right there in the book saying it's supposed to, it's going to, it's it's been foretold. Yeah, and it's easy to do that too because, I mean, if you talk with younger, like, people, like teens, and they say something, you're like, how do you know that already? And then you're like, yeah. oh, yeah. Like, well, let me tell like, you. <laughs> that's why. Yeah. 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 I, think, I think we're hitting a good point there of just, like, um, your older, older people in the faith, you know, those who's been in uh, church or grown up in the in church or served Christ for years they've they seem more shocked by it because they they grew up in a time where you didn't see a lot of the kind of stuff we see on TV I think mm-hmm. you didn't or at least there was still some kind of fear of God there mm-hmm. was still something referenced to God uh, in a way of like you need to respect him or um, and now God's just kind of the punchline mm-hmm. uh, to jokes on TV. Um, you know, there's no there's no moral compasses. I mean, uh, you know, it's just it's vastly different now. Mm-hmm. I think, and and it's always been there. Like you said, it's just as the Word of God said, it will get worse and worse as we get closer to Christ's return. So, yeah. So let's go, ahead and, let's go ahead and head on to the next point. Um, she said that God also reminds her that no matter how bad the world is and no matter what our political preferences are, our callings as Christians remain the same. Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with that. There's been times I've found myself being like, I just wish Jesus would return already. <laughs> and, and, um, but then I have to catch myself because I know, you know, though that is going to be so awesome, you know, when we get to, you know, the Lord return and we get to, you know, be in heaven. But until that point comes, we, you know, our job is to, you know, show people who the Lord is and to go out and to preach the word. And, um, and I think that's one thing, you know, foundation church, we are really kind of focusing on is just that concept of going out and, you know, we have a desire to plant multiple churches and we just have that desire to just see other people come to know Christ. Yeah. I'm getting back to, and she quotes this in this article, just the great commission. She quotes uh, where we see it in Matthew 28. But uh, and then the Matthew twenty eight is one that that says go and make disciples, and that's what we're about. You know, I mean, that's what we want our church to be structured around, and our goal and and kind of the emphasis mind says we have to make disciples. We got to preach the gospel. We have to see people grow in Christ, and it's our job. It's our job, our responsibility, not as ministers, even, but just as as followers of Christ mm-hmm. to come along other people and other 
uh, followers of Christ and help them grow in their walk with Christ. We're supposed to be here for each other. We are the family of God, and we many times acted incredibly dysfunctional or broken instead of um, really being there for one another and allowing um, and, and just showing that that uh, <laughs> what God's called us to do, what He calls me. I almost said something, but it goes to the next step. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, just to, to disciple and to not forget what God has called us to do. Right. And it wasn't for us to just ask him into our heart, forgive us of our sins, and then still live the same way we always did. Right, right. Um, I, I think you're exactly right. I think I think if we go any further, we would go right into that third one. So mm-hmm. I don't like. I almost feel like now we might as well just go right yeah, into it. It's a segue. <laughs> yeah, <Nice>. it's a <laughs> perfect segue. <laughs> so her third and final point of this article is that we are to do everything in love when it comes to terms of carrying out this calling that we've been given is to do it all in love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, you know, show that love of Christ. And some uh, love is definitely a, de- a word that the definition of it has changed Absolutely. for many people. Absolutely. Uh, because, uh, you know, we just expect... We have we've taken love as like this that the definition of love is you accept me for exactly how I am, everything that I do is correct or you know don't talk to me about anything I'm doing wrong and that's not really love. There's going to be some times where love comes out saying this is wrong in your life, but how do we say it? How do we? It's it's not love if we just walk up and say you're a sinner and you got sin in your life and you need to get right with Jesus and then walk away. We didn't love, we condemned. Mm -hmm. If we come alongside and say, listen, there's things that's not right in your life. You think you might be walking right with Christ, you're not. Or to people who don't know Christ, you need Jesus, but I want to walk alongside you and help you find him. Mm -hmm. I want to walk beside you and help you uh, in your walk with Christ and be here in your walk with Christ and, and in love and encourage you and help you through these things that have you bound in life. And, and that's really showing love or at least one way to show love. But we've, you know, to think like that love is just simply, you know, maybe doing an outreach and then just saying Jesus loves you and not, con- you know, not speaking about the sin or anything like that. Um, that's not really showing love. There's times when love has to, you know, address issues. Uh-huh. I agree. So. Yeah, and I think um, last night for the ministers of the Church of God, we had a psalm assembly last night, and one thing that was hit on was, you know, the greatest thing that's talked about is the Lord is holiness. Um, that love is a great thing, but, you know, also holiness. And a lot of churches have strayed away from talking about holiness and what that looks like because, we want people to know they're loved, but we don't, like you said, we don't want to address the sin. We don't want to talk about it. Like, hey, we love you, and um, we're just going to accept everything, including the yeah. sin. And that's not what Scripture calls us to do. And yeah, I he, think he made a reference, just kind of real quick. He didn't. He said we don't read in the Scripture where the angels are saying to God, "Love, love, love." They're saying, "Holy, holy, holy." Mm-hmm. And but the church has just focused more on the love of God instead of the holiness of God that makes us desire to be right in our life mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. the way we preach God's love right now is like, he's okay with everything you do. Just say that you follow him. 
Yeah. And, so. and I think the church even so far has, has gone to even take it one step further and say like, we'll love you if you come to us. But as far as us coming to you, I don't really know. Come to our building, you'll find love. Mm-hmm. Come to our event, you'll find love. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as she already mentioned, to go out to these people as well as that's the ultimate aspect of showing that love. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think to close this out really quickly, let's just read this last, um, this last line. Don't be surprised at the state of our world. Put on God's armor and hold fast to truth. Keep sharing that truth and do so with love for all. She says that's kind of our three resolutions for the, for the coming year as Christians. Yeah, and I think that's what we need. I mean, it's something we always need to be doing. And I like at the start of that three resolutions part, Trevor, mm-hmm. where she says, I'll need many more light bulbs, reminders before I really get it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like uh, just reading that as we're going through this, doing the podcast, I just think like how true that is. How many times like we see something and we're like, oh, this is how we should be. And then a month later, we're still talking about how we should be. And if the church is really, really honest with themselves, if the body of Christ is really honest with themselves, these three things she's put is like things we should have been doing all these times. And it seems we always come to these kind of things going like, yeah, this is what the church needs to do. Yeah, this is what the church needs to do. And we just, we just never do it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we got to get to this time of, because she does an excellent job in putting, you know, in the very start with the moral depravity in that in the last days will come these times. So we know as Christ comes, as it's closer to Christ's uh, um, return, this is going to get worse and worse. So we should have more of a desire to do these things we're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. instead of somehow find ourselves like, what seems to be almost every month gone, yeah, we should do that, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, like I already mentioned earlier, you know, and as you've already said, that we're, it's going to continue. And, you know, 2016 didn't just magically make this year of exposed sin and the lost world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been here forever. <laughs> but, you know, that ultimately we just need to focus on love. And, you know, we say resolutions and we always make that joke, no one actually keeps one. And, like, how many times has we have Christians been like, oh, you know what, this year, like, I'm going to pray more. Like, I'm going to, like, serve more. I'm going to do this more. But, you know, honestly, like you just said, like, when are we going to do those things? Because mm-hmm. every day that passes, we're one day closer to the return of the Lord. So what what are we doing? Yeah. Well, once again, we thank you for joining. Uh, as the previous two, we'll put a link to this uh, article that we pulled up. We really encourage you to share your thoughts and comments on the uh, podcast, uh, and let us hear from you. See if you, if you like this, what you think of it, uh, and of the article too. We'd love to be able to kind of recap the next week of things uh, that we shared from this week and thoughts that you might share too. So please uh, kind of join in with that. So uh, this is Pastor Chad Muncy. I think I'm pretty sure I forgot to mention that Rachel Elkins joined us on this podcast. She is our administrative pastor or associate pastor. Here at Foundation Church God, and uh, just glad that you were able to join us on this. And of course, Trevor Fan, our youth pastor, who's uh, with us each week on Fundamentals of Foundation. Thank you for listening. Be blessed.